Chapter 126. Manu to Cusco, Peru. My girlfriend was delighted to be leaving. She hates insects, and her whole body was covered with little itchy red bites. Vanessa, the tapir, was back again, and we fed her a few scraps. I noticed a few scratches on her flanks, and a guy in the camp told me that she'd been attacked by a jaguar. Considering how tame and docile she seems, she did well to escape such a ferocious beast. The two trumpeters seem to have taken a liking to us and were always hanging around our tent. Maybe they just realised we're a soft touch. Getting to know the people here, the forest and all the wildlife, I started to feel a little sad, but had a feeling that I'd be back here one day. We packed our stuff up first thing in the morning and took a boat across to the other side to pick up the four American tourists. By the dock was the usual little drab water tyrant perched by the water's edge. One old lady who seemed very nice kept engaging us in conversation. I assumed she and her elderly husband were the parents of the middle-aged man and his daughter, but it turned out they'd just been thrown together, and the bloke confided in me later on that he didn't like the old woman with all her questions. The airport was a bit of a joke, just a long field with a grass-roofed hut at one end. Considering what everyone had said, the chances of getting back by boat seemed pretty slim, and I decided to bite the bullet and fork out for two seats on a small plane, assuming there was space. I found out later that a rare bird, the rufous-fronted ant thrush, was found in the jungle near the airstrip. I could have gone looking for it. As the plane came in, the little airport guys started flustering and weighing our bags. We were really going back to Cusco. We charged onto the runway towards the plane, but the two pilots gave us a confused look and said there was no space after all. Plan B. Some of the lodge up the river agreed to give us a ride to Bocamanu, from where we would try and get a boat up the river. At least there were shops there and we wouldn't starve. When we arrived, we found out a boat had just left and they didn't know when the next one would be. We waited for a few hours on the off chance that a boat left, but of course we ended up camping. There was a clean public toilet with showers too. We hoped that we'd be able to leave the next day. Boats sometimes left first thing in the morning, so I was there at first light to check of any life at the dock. It was dead. Nobody to be seen. I went back and packed up my stuff just in case, and we spent the morning sat on a bench in front of the shop overlooking the river. We were kept company by someone's pet yellow-crammed Amazon parrot, which came down and perched on our bags. By the early afternoon, it was obvious that no boat was leaving. It took about five hours to get to Atalaya, and it got dark at 6pm. I pitched my tent unhappily, this time on the football pitch in the middle of the tiny village. We had no food left, and were forced to buy something from a restaurant, which were all overpriced. My girlfriend was really losing it now. She wanted to leave big time. But if there was no boat, there was no boat. All we could do was wait. The conference in Cusco was starting that day. I'd be able to make some great contacts there, but not if I'm stuck in this place. The next morning I packed up again and we went to sit in the same place. I had a better feeling about today though, and my instincts would prove right when a boat appeared. A young Peruvian couple working as volunteer park guards had arrived yesterday and said they expected a boat today. The word on the grapevine from an old woman in the grubby little shop sounded good too. The boat first stopped nearby, then pulled into the bank further down. I charged down there and nervously asked the driver if he would take us. The woman in the shop had said it would cost us 30 soles, but he said 45. I only had the nerve to bargain him down to 40 for fear of being left behind. He was holding all the cards. We had to wait around for ages, but it finally left and I breathed a sigh of relief. The chap behind me was called Nicolas, and he worked as a guide. We had a good chat about guiding and birds. The river was fairly low, which apparently makes it slower to get upstream. 
It was getting late and it appeared that we weren't going to make it. I was pissed off. Today was the second day of the conference I was missing. All because the idiot driver didn't want to leave early enough. About an hour or so short of Atalaya, we pulled into the side of the river at a small settlement called Dos Cincuenta. There were a few houses, a little restaurant and a national park post where there were a few beds that they would let us sleep. We had little money to get back and scrounged a pot of hot water with which we made some lukewarm powdered soup. The driver and his chum ate like kings with the money they'd overcharged us. I'd set my alarm for 5am. Nicholas said that we'd be leaving first thing. As soon as we woke, he shouted we would be leaving 30 minutes. We got ready and walked down to the edge of the river, where we were greeted with a fading sound of a boat engine zooming up river. Our boat wasn't there, but I knew they couldn't have left us behind. Or could they? After a few more minutes waiting and chatting with a few locals, it became clear that that's exactly what they'd done. It turned out they'd got wasted last night, with our money, and left without us first thing. There are a few instants and a few people I've met in my life, that when I think about them they just make me angry. The boatman had really incurred my wrath. Woe betide him if he was still around by the time I got to Atalaya. We were left to get there on land and went to wait by the road. I chatted with a couple of locals who I told about our misfortune and they agreed the guy was a raton. My girlfriend was in a truly awful mood and I thought it was better to avoid her, considering how angry I was. I went off birding down the road to calm down. After about an hour in which time I'd calmed down considerably and seen some nice birds, including a crane hawk, my girlfriend started shouting. There was a truck there outside the shop, which was going to Cusco. We had to wait a couple of hours, but they were going all the way. Just before they left, though, the driver said that we'd be better in a bus. Then they drove off in a cloud of dust, leaving me scratching my head. I think the guys said that they were going to load some wood, and if we didn't get the bus, then they'd give us a ride. We waited for a bus for an hour, but it didn't come. We were very worried we were going to get left behind again. It was a real series of mess-ups. We walked the two kilometres to where the truck was loading wood just in case the bus didn't come. But as soon as we got there, it did. We hoped this would go to Pilcopata, a large town a few hours away, but it only went halfway there to a town called Salvacion. This was the first town of any size and it had real shops and restaurants that charged proper prices. It was a real relief and our first sign of civilization. We waited there after lunch, but no cars were leaving, so we started to walk. If we got to Atalaya, some transport might be leaving from there. I'd missed half the conference now and I was desperate to get back. We crossed a river, getting our feet wet, and we were tired and fed up. After about an hour, the first truck popped onto the horizon and stopped for us. We got to Pilco, where they said that they were staying the night. But after a couple of hours, they changed their minds and said that they'd be driving all the way back to Cusco tonight. Imagine a dirty truck filled with big wooden planks, going along a bumpy, freezing mountain road. We lay on top of the load and tried to make ourselves as comfortable as possible, a hard task. In the middle of the night, my girlfriend needed to take a pee, but there was no question of a toilet stop. She wasn't happy. She forgave me, though, as we were just so delighted to be going back. <laughs>